Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you. Unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega. 
Rory Sauter. Thank you for listening to the Rory Sauter Show. Happy Monday to all of you. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend and a productive weekend. I know I did. It was unbelievably amazing. Always great. Um, and, uh, you know, there is so much going on in the news. Um, all weekend there was piles and piles of headlines and headlines and headlines. We have a huge show tonight. A lot of announcements to make, um, so much going on. Uh, one of the cool things, um, you guys all love the uh, Joe Arpaio uh, interview last week. We got over, we got, now we have over 1,000 people uh, that tuned into that show uh, to my interview with Joe Arpaio last week, which was, was fantastic. And I'm proud to announce we'll be bringing Sheriff Joe back on the show next Tuesday, April 17th. So mark your calendars, people. It's very exciting. Um, I am uh, I'm strongly looking forward uh, to having him back. Uh, Joe, uh, you know, the first show uh, with Sheriff Joe, we've got a lot of uh, great insight, a lot of great information. He's uh, a very genuine and down-to-earth and uh, guy and a true patriot. What a life he's lived. And, you know, one radio show wasn't even enough to, you know, tell his whole life story. I would ha- I'll have to do several radio shows with Sheriff Joe to, you know, to get all his accomplishments and all his amazing achievements in life. I mean, it's a, it's a true gift. It was a, it was a gift. So it's good to have him back on next week. We'll have a lot of questions for him. There's a lot of new stuff going on um, in, in his campaign. That's good. Everything stuff's moving forward. Um, so that's something to look forward to, guys. Um, we got a lot of new guests coming on this week that I'll be announcing uh, on tomorrow's show. Um, next week as well, we'll be having new uh, popular guests. I'm doing a lot of different booking. Um, thank you to all my new fans. Uh, we're getting a lot of great fans. Uh, the, the numbers, the ratings are moving way faster than anyone anticipated. Um, I mean, it, the, the number, the ratings are skyrocketing in, in, in many aspects, you know, compared to what we thought they were going to be. Uh, I don't know if um, – I know everybody's on the line now. Uh, we got Mike Zolo, uh, Steve Emery, correct? I'm on the line. What's up, brother? Yeah. What's up, Mike? What's up, Roy? What's up, How you Steve? doing? How you doing, buddy? Good. Um, Good. Yeah, Monday. I'm just I'm just announcing some just announcing some stuff. Thanking all the fans. We now have people listening in four in foreign countries, but we've been having that. I've been having that for a little bit for a while, but new countries are popping up on our statistics of people that are listening. So now we have a new following in Australia. Uh, we have one in Brazil. We have one in Canada. We have some in South America. I mean, there's so, it's all over, and we're all over nationwide. So the show keeps growing. Stuff is great. The audience is great. We're getting positive feedback. Everybody's loving it. Uh, so much to be happy about, so much to be thankful for. And, uh, uh, you know, I was also saying that um, – what a show we have for tonight. What a weekend it's been. It's been absolutely um, insane, um, you know, the kind of weekend it's been with the media. I mean, it's been one headline after the one headline after the other. It's probably the busiest weekend in news we've had in a very long time. Wouldn't you all agree? Just look at today. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, I Mike. Mean, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I am just so perplexed right now. I mean, Robert Mueller yeah. sending the FBI to raid the house and 
offices of Trump's personal lawyer. Looking for Stormy Daniel payments that doesn't even relate to the Russian narrative. He's stepping over his boundaries. Abuse of power. It's ridiculous. Well, this is what I said. This is the biggest abuse of power I have ever seen. It is unprecedented. They have nothing, okay? Trust me, they have nothing. They don't know they, they, they want this president gone. They don't know how they're gonna do it, but they're trying to find a way. So that report last week where where Mueller said, Oh, Trump's not a target of anything, that's a load of trash. Mueller is it a is. deep state hatchet man for the establishment and he is being used in whatever way he can to remove this duly elected president who has done nothing, nothing wrong. Russia collusion. We're at the point now where that doesn't even know – the media doesn't even talk about Russian collusion anymore. Some knucklehead in Russia got 30 days, 30 days in jail. People get it worse yeah, than Yeah, I know. That's driving. how petty it is. After that, no one talks about Russia anymore because it doesn't exist. So now they have to go through – now they have to turn to, part, to plan – not B, plan D now at this point, going after a porn star. This is unprecedented. It's a joke. And the good news is I don't think people are even taking it seriously. But this guy is this guy is a deep state hatchet man for the establishment. And anybody who tries to tell you, oh, he's a fair guy, is a liar. This guy is a snake. He, tr- he truly is. Um, I believe we have uh, James Sharma on the line. Hey, uh, this is James Sharma speaking, and I just wanted to make a comment. Uh, the goal was yeah, never to on? get Trump on, on the the goal was never to get, to get Trump on collusion. That was never the goal. The goal is to get him on obstruction of justice. And all you need to do is lie once. And this is what they do. And this is this is the uh, the goal is to start small and to end up big. And you're saying how it's a overreach of power. And this is this is uh, this is like the approach. You know, is you. Uh, you start small and you go big. And once again, the goal was never collusion. It was to get on obstruction of justice. I, well, I mean, also, I, I, this, this, is, hey, this is Steve Emery in Arizona with Bikers for Trump. If you guys don't mind, I'd like to chime in on this. Oh, Steve, we love so, it. We love you, every man. You're on your regular. We, you, we love you on here. Go ahead. So, listen, you guys all know how I feel about Jeff Sessions. I think he's a plan. Oh. You know, everyone yep. talks about him coming in. He's the first one to endorse Trump. But he's always been an establishment, and I think he's a plan. I think he endorsed him on purpose to get this, to get a high-level position like this. Um, you got to also understand that Rosenstein was just found out to have uh, expanded the scope of the probe in a secret session. Um, and you got to understand, you see, Jeff Sessions – is the one person that is allowing the Trump administration to be in danger. Everybody knows that, that this Russian collusion probe was based, first of all, with no crime to begin with, based on yeah. false dossiers, funded by the DNC and Hillary Clinton, with everybody, I mean, over 80% of Mueller's group had a conflict of interest. And now you're looking at uh, Christopher Ray. You're looking at Rosenstein. They have free reign. Why? Because of Jeff Sessions. So I've told it. I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. The most dangerous person 
in America right now is Jeff Sessions. Okay? He's an establishment shill. Rosenstein has free reign. And you talked, Roy, about about um, just going outside the parameters of the scope. And that's not true. It's not true. Because but Rosenstein, getting into his personal life has nothing to do with Russia, though. It has nothing to do Rosenstein, with... But Rosenstein expanded the, the parameters of the probe. And Sessions is I, allowing it. That's I know. Here, here, hey, I want to play exactly a clip. Right. Bear Jeff with, Sessions bear with is me. allowing this witch hunt. Jeff Sessions yes, is I, the problem. No, I, I agree. I think Sessions should be fired. I said it a long time ago, and I think I want Rudy Giuliani in there. I want another tough New Yorker uh, who's, you know, he's good friends with Trump. He would bury Hillary Clinton. We need a guy like that. Hold on. I want to play Strzok, clip what Trump Strzok's said. not even what fired Trump, yet. I mean, look at We got Peter Strzok. We got Lisa Page. We got Rosenstein. We got, we got so many people who are conflicted and many of them should have been fired already, and they're not. The list goes on and on. It, it, it is mm-hmm. ridiculous. It, it, it's dirty as hell. But real quick, I want to play a quick This is Nazism, you got. Hey, this is Nazism. This it's is communism. Stalinism. It's communism. This is Stalinism right here that you're watching. Yeah, listen to this, though. Here's Trump today, and then I want you all to comment. And then you just real quick, I need to play this clip. Uh, four or five. So I just heard that uh, they broke into the office of one of my personal attorneys, good man, and uh, it's a disgraceful situation. It's a total witch hunt. I've been saying it for a long time. I've wanted to keep it down. We've given, uh, I believe, over a million pages worth of documents to the special counsel. Uh, They continue to just go forward, and here we are talking about uh, Syria, we're talking about a lot of serious things with the greatest fighting force ever. And I have this witch hunt constantly going on for over 12 months now. And actually much more than that. You could say it was right after I won the nomination it started. And it's a disgrace. It's frankly a real disgrace. It's a, an attack on our country in a true sense. It's an attack on what we all stand for. So when I saw this and when I heard it, I heard it like you did. I said, that is really now in a whole new level of unfairness. So this has been going on. I I saw one of the reporters uh, who is not necessarily a fan of mine, not necessarily very good to me. He said, in effect, that this is ridiculous. This is now getting ridiculous. They found no collusion whatsoever with Russia. The reason they found it is there was no collusion at all. No collusion. Uh, That's right. This is the most uh, uh, biased group of people. These people have the biggest conflicts of interest I've ever seen. All of them. Democrats. All of them. All, or just about all. Either Democrats or a couple of Republicans that work for President Obama. They're not looking at the other side. They're not looking at the Hillary Clinton horrible things that she did and all of the crimes that were committed. They're not looking at all of the things that happened uh, that everybody is very angry about, I can tell you, from the Republican side and I think even the independent side. 
They only keep looking at us. So they find no collusion, and then they go from there and they say, well, let's keep going. And they raise yep, the office of exactly. a personal attorney early in the morning. Uh, and I think it's a disgrace. So we'll be talking about it more. But this is the most conflicted group of people I've ever seen. Uh, the attorney general made a terrible mistake when he did this and when he recused himself, or he should have certainly let us know if he was going to recuse himself. And we would have right. to say, put a different attorney general in. So he made what I consider to be a very terrible design, mistake for the country. Tom. But you'll figure that out. All I can say is after looking for a long period of time, not even before the special counsel, because it really started just about from the time I won the nomination, and uh, you look at what took place and what happened, and it's a disgrace. So, I mean, himself was all part of the plan. He's in the tank. I've been saying it for eight months. I've been saying it for eight <laughs> months, you guys. No, yep. I, look, I, I I agree. Sessions has got to go. It's to the point now where, I, I, I mean, it's almost impossible to dispute that Jeff Sessions is on the wrong side of things here. I mean, yep. I mean, just listen to President Trump, though. I mean, the guy is focusing on serious, serious issues. He was trying to remove troops from Syria. I mean, he's trying to do massive trade deals with China, trying to hit them with more tariffs. And he's got this friggin' cloud over his head nonstop with this damn special counsel. And it is just, yep. it is, what is going on right now is a coup against the sitting president of the United States, yeah. a duly elected president. This is a Donald coup. Trump, this yep, is a coup. That's coup. exactly what it is. Well, the, the Russian narrative is going to backfire. Um, it it well, lost the Democrats a little. It, you know, it is it's because like, Trump won because of his policies and his uh, his yeah. point of view on uh, on American culture during a culture war. We're in the middle of a culture war right now, and uh, you know, and to to say that the the Russians have been inter, uh, interfering with our elections for, for many uh, years, sixty years. So yeah. you know, this whole notion that they succeeded is it's a complete joke. You and know, we've done the like same thing with our elections in other countries. We've interfered with oh, other countries' yeah. elections, and people aren't, you know. Uh, yeah, but well, that's well, what I the point of view that is that the, this is the first time the Russians attempted to interfere with our election is it's, and it's a joke. And, you know, right. to say they, they succeeded in, 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 in uh, shifting votes, you know, that the debate is still out there. And, and – Trump won because, let's be honest, because of his policy, because his views on trade. It's because middle, Amer- middle America thought what NAFTA did to manufacturing. And Trump, you know, Trump's been right on manufacturing, you know, imposing these tariffs on Canada, imposing these tariffs on China. And that's why he's probably going to win yeah. again. You know, and if the, if the Democrats, 100%. if the Democrats use the Russian narrative for the next election, Trump will win again. Because it's, it's a slap in the face to the American people to say that it was the Russians who, who elected the president. Well, no, actually, it was the American people. You know, so, uh, 63 yeah, million Americans. Well, you guys, also got, you guys also got to understand why they use Russia as a narrative to begin with. Okay, we've got a military industrial complex that's tied to the deep state. Okay, and they are warmongers. Uh, John McCain is up at the top of, of those people that 
are making a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people very, very rich with the military-industrial complex. McCain is a warmonger. One of the reasons they use Russia as a narrative is the same reason that you see what's going on in Syria this week. It's the same thing. They're pushing conflict with Russia. Why? Now, listen, I'm no, I'm no fan of Vladimir Putin, but I'll tell you what Russia is. Russia is sovereign. He's a good leader. Ru- Russia is Christian, Fantastic. and Russia hates the New World Order. It's not yeah, rocket science, I mean, guys. And, and Steve, here's, I'm not the, here's the thing about Trump, though. Because right. of his, what he, what he, because I thought he was going to back Assad. I thought that was one of the reasons why people were voting for him. I don't understand why he actually turned against Assad. Because look at what's the alternative to Assad. It's it's really there is no moderate rebellion. It's it's jihadis. It's either Assad or jihadis. And so I mean, any day I'm going to choose Assad. And so I re- I was kind of disappointed in in his uh, his reversal on uh, going against Assad. You know, I just I think it's a bad decision in the long run. I think Assad is the best option for Syria. Yeah, and well, you know we'll what? See I what he heard does. A, I mean, we'll see I what he does. A, I heard a journalist who was on the ground in Syria for like the past three years, and he said, and made no bones about it, he said, listen, these moderates you guys are talking about, they want to create an exist. Islamic state. They want to create, create an Islamic state, uh, you know, run run by Sharia law. That's what he said. He goes, yeah, there is, there there is no years. moderate rebellion. You know, there is no mo- this whole notion that there's a moderate rebellion in Syria. It's a joke. It doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> like they're crucifying. Hey, everything. hey, I hey! Mean, John McCain says there's a moderate rebellion out there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there you have it. I, there you have it. Uh, I mean, John what, McCain, what, what, you know, John McCain yeah. created most of this stuff. Yeah, and, and, and here he, he only armed the Syrian rebels. leaders. John McCain's part of the military-industrial complex shills, man. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, don't get me wrong. Assad is not a good man. Okay. No, I was just saying that um, when yeah. I, I was listening to Trump speak when you just played that clip, and it's very telling yeah. what Trump said because he's right. This is not just yeah. like, you know, uh, an attack just against Trump, okay? He's right when he says this is attack against the country. This is an attack against every single American that voted for Donald Trump. This is the deep yeah. state hates us just as much as they hate Donald Trump. Make no mistake, this is an attack on the working men and women of this country who have been forgotten for a long time. And the only reason Trump's in that White House is because he spoke to us and spoke about trade deals, spoke about you know, not going to war, to you know, all these wars, only go to wars that are necessary you know, you know, Trump spoke about all this stuff, you know, uh, immigration, deport the illegals. That is that all those things go against yep. everything these people stand for. So it's an yeah, attack here, on all of us. An, they hate us. Yeah. Here's an interesting here's an interesting thing I saw yesterday that uh you know, Trump, you know, basically predicted the future that I mean there's a tweet from two thousand thirteen that's quote unquote from Trump's Twitter account. Don't to to Osama. Don't attack Syria. An attack that will bring nothing but trouble for the U.S. Focused on making our country strong and great again. And he was right. Five years later, look what's look what's going on. It's a it's a mess. And he was also right. If you're going to go in there, you at least grab the oil. You don't let ISIS because ISIS gets their wealth and gets most of their money from this oil in the Middle East. 
and it's all enabled. It's all about, it's, it's terrible, and Obama didn't even go after the oil. I mean, what a fucking, excuse my language, what wimp. I mean, it's ridiculous. Because By at least design, you want to You want to gain something By out design. of it. You don't want to go there for no fucking reason. What we should design. be doing is Obama knew exactly what he was doing. Obama knew exactly what he was doing. Getting him, to, getting the U.S. into a fucking mess. I'll tell you, no, I'll tell you another thing. About, I'll tell you another thing about Obama. During Obama's two terms, he bombed seven Islamic nations. Zero of them were an imminent threat to our nation. Zero of them. What he did was he created a bogus refugee crisis. And he flooded the West with refugees. Basically, you guys all know what a caliphate is, right? He perpetuated the caliphate into the West by creating a bogus refugee crisis by bombing seven Islamic nations under both of his terms. And it just happens to be, coincidentally enough, that these Western nations that are run by New World Order shills like Angela Merkel and Justin Trudeau and Emmanuel Macron are taking in all the refugees. It's not rocket science, yeah. folks. Not but here's the thing: science. I really want. Here's I don't want to. I don't want to get too off. I don't want to get too off topic. I really want to discuss this FBI raid today because, I mean, I want to get back to the Syria topic in a second. But I really want to talk about this FBI raid today because this is something that's really sticking in my mind and really bothering me. And, I mean, for Mueller to get a warrant to go into President Trump's personal attorney's office to get something that's not even relevant. You want to really talk about sexual predators and sexual crimes? Let's look at Bill Clinton. I mean, did anybody ever raid his personal attorney's office? No. I mean, there, there's so much hypocrisy and there's so much uh, animosity and anger and malicious it's activity out for Donald Trump. It's a coup, man. It's transparent. Yeah. It's, it's, it, a, it, it's and a, I a real would... live certified coup against our president. That's what it is. And this attorney, this attorney of Stormy Daniels is such a condescending a prick that he, I mean, he's saying all, he has all this new evidence. He doesn't have anything. This is such a crock. What? He wants to get on the Today Show again. He has nothing. He has zip, zilch, nada. That guy, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, that guy is, that guy is a quack. disgrace. He's such a liar. By the way, just off topic. That Trump Tower fire, a guy wrote that he yeah. was very excited that it happened, okay? And you know who follows that guy? Stormy Daniels' Jeffrey lawyer. Du- you're talking about he- Jeffrey Gutenberg is his name on Twitter, the, guy that, the mental health counselor that celebrated yes. the Trump Tower yes. fire, right? Yes, yes. And I yes. went to his okay. Twitter page, and I go down for about a minute, and he has a tweet that says, Thank you, Michael Avienti or whatever. And I click it, and it's Stormy Daniels' lawyer who follows him on Twitter. This is all connected. All these little these leftists are all connected. They are all trying to disband the Trump administration and to take down Donald Trump. It's indisputable at this point. Either way, whatever happens between two adults consensually shouldn't be a public debate, you know? Like, this is his sex exactly. life. I don't understand why this is a big... Like this is, you know what I mean? It's embarrassing. Every president has had it. Even. Every president has had a history. <laughs> you know, no. and, like, his sex life is his own business. I just, you know, this whole thing that it's an impeachable offense. 
It's just a, it's a, it's a joke to me. It's like, well, like, it's, like, like, James, it's, like sex life, said, you know? it's not about Russia. He's not getting really blowjobs in the, the Oval way, Office like way. Bill Clinton. Well, let's but, be clear. It's really, way, not about, it's really not about Stormy Daniels either. It's about creating a scenario where they could uh, get him to possibly, uh, in an interview, to, to say the wrong thing. Yeah, say the wrong thing, and and that's what <laughs> it's about. Like, what it's it's you, not you about what European it's leaders. It's not are? about Russia. It's not about any of this stuff. It's about trying European leaders out our president. To coup. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So European leaders are fucking models. They're having sex with everyone, and you know, they're just laughing at us. You know, because like they think this is an impeachable offense. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, by the way, it's not an impeachable <laughs> offense anyway. But just to, like, break people's, like, like I just want to, I'm sure, like, a lot of liberals, they don't really know. But this is not while Trump was president anyway. This was friggin' 12 years ago. I mean, you're talking about something that happened literally 12 years ago. Who gives a rat's ass? Okay? They are well, using anything they that, can. you got to also remember that Trump's already said things about the Stormy Daniels case, and that's why they raided his attorney's office. Because if they find contradictive evidence, they're going to promote right. us as live. And, and just right. like right. just like Bill Cl- just like Bill Clinton came out on the live air and said, "I did not have sex with that woman," and then <laughs> it, you know weeks later he's found to be lying. So you see, it's yeah. all it's a setup. Like it's a they're setup. trying to sidetrack them, man. They're trying to trap them. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And and I just don't. I mean, anybody who's an American who truly loves this country. Obviously, I'm excluding the left in that statement. How you can sit back, these never Trumpers, these these fake, these nev, these Bill Crystals, these establishment. I hate. I can't stand them. I don't even have. I can't even say the words I'm thinking. These people, they talk about all oh, they love America. Bullshit. You're all liberals. How can anybody who's truly a conservative, truly loves America, sit back and watch a president who is elected the right way? Try to do everything he can. Everybody's against him. The media, the the establishment, both parties. Uh, I mean, all the leadership, academia, celebrities, Hollywood. Everybody's against this man. Anybody who sits back and does not work their ass off to get this man reelected to fight for him and defend him is, in my book, a traitor. Nothing else. Yeah. Be ready. Be ready, everybody, because if they oust our president, we have to fight back. We have to civil war. Oh, I'm in civil the streets. War. I'm cu- I'm in the streets fighting. I don't give. No, that, I mean that's it, my man. All you, I'm all you three percenters out there, all, all you patriots, I'm not kidding. This is it. We're not going to have another chance. Oh no, it'll be a, it'll civil, be a civil war. It'll man. be a civil war. Yeah, and then, I mean, you know what? Good. I'm ready. We're all ready. I mean, we're all ready. We've oh, had look, it. we've been we've, we've been in a it. civil war since this country started. You know, there's been a culture divide for certain. This is an exception of this country, so he's just an extension of it, you know. But this this battle that we're talking about, this left right divide, has really been around since the sixties, right? Since Nixon. And uh, for the most part, yeah. It's it's we just we we've just kind of reached the point where it's kind of uh come to the surface. You know? Like it's no more bearing yeah, it's getting, the, the conflict. Yeah, it's getting pretty crazy. I mean these leftists out there, I mean I mean the the amount of marches they have, I mean I mean, the schools just teaching anti-Trump. It's look, it's always been bad with the left and the right, but today, 
at, you know, during, you know, this time with Trump as president, I don't care what no one says. It has never been this bad. They hate this man yeah. like no other. You say, you say, I mean, they the country's never Bush. been. Not that I was a thing. fan of Bush, but, you know, like Bush, Trump here, here, is the most here, hated guy. You guys, you guys, so here's the thing. Obama divided this country more than any president ever in history. I mean, our country ever has never been more divided. I mean, he's the worst. I mean, and here's All the thing. Without question. By design. And, here, and, here's, on purpose. and he did it on purpose, and he came in. He's a Muslim. He lied. He said he was a Christian. He's a liar. He's a fucking Muslim. And he is totally an enabler of terrorists and Islam. And, and the whole thing with the way I believe, I strongly believe with what's going on in the Middle East. I mean, obviously Obama had a lot to do with this, but Obama's friends with a lot of these people as well, these dirty these dirty people that are causing all these problems. We saw him with Farrak, Louis uh, Farrak and uh, Farrakhan, Farrakhan, the guy that's the, uh, the uh, we all know who he is. Um, and I mean, this, there's all these things. If you want to talk about Antichrist, and I'm, I'm going to get into a whole segment about Christianity and all this stuff, but many people think Obama is the Antichrist, and it totally makes sense. If you look at how he never gave any sort of attention to Christianity, instead he enabled illegal immigrants and Muslims and Islam, and it's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace, and I'm looking more and more at the Middle East and how much they're destroying Christianity churches, Christianity statues, uh, killing Christians. All this shit is still going on, and it's one of those things that I mean, and it, and it happens here in the U.S. as well. People, Christians are one of the most targeted religions in today's society. A recent statistic came out saying Christians actually are the leading uh, target right now in the U.S. for hate crimes. People hate Christians more than anyone right now. Why? I mean, we are built on a Christian nation. Obama screwed all of this up. Okay, here's, here's my and one last. I'm going to go. I'm on this rant, but this is important. So George W. Bush, when he was in office, I disagree with a lot of what he did. I think he divided the Republican Party. I think a lot of what he did was a joke. But I agree with something he did. I agree with very little he did. But here's what what happened when Bush was in office. Did you see all these Black Lives Matter, all these morons marching in the street, all this stupid stuff going on? Not really. This only started when Obama came in office. And all this entitlement started with, with blacks hating whites, all these different hate crimes. It became a racist country and hatred towards whites. And when whites would try to defend themselves, the whites would be called racist. It's a terrible – and it's, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is, it's true. Are you kidding? I've been feeling this way. <clears throat> I've been feeling this way for, for, for years now. White – the white – Christian man. That's when? When did you most... start feeling this way? Please address when you started. Oh man, it's when Obama was president, man. Yeah, you know, probably I mean, probably a few probably a few years into when he was elected. Look, it's it's no, it's look, it's it, it's it's not up for dispute. Barack Obama caused racial tension. Okay, he he created a war against cops. Then this white versus black by thing. design. Look, that's right. Exactly what the only doing. people, the only people, all these people, all these people, these Black Lives Matter, right? They march yeah. on the streets, and then as a white yeah, person, you sit at home and you, 
You're sitting home and you watch Here's the it. Thing. Oh my, on... hey, let, let me interrupt real quick. Let me interrupt real quick. I made a great point yesterday, and, I, and I, I wrote all about this, and this bothers the hell out of me. You only see these lying hypocrites, Black Lives Matter, marching in the street during the, what, during the 1% of the time when a white cop goes after a black man. And usually, the, usually not always, but usually the black man is doing something wrong, according to some of the last couple cases we've seen, when they wouldn't drop their weapons or they wouldn't listen to cops. But here's the problem. The 99% of the time, it's black-on-black crime. Where's Black Lives Matter? Where's Al Sharpton? Where are all these black activists fighting for their people? And if they cared so much, they would be out there doing that. It all contradicts the movement. It's bullshit. By design, guys. Well, this Socialist, is, this is, this the is my New World point. Order push. Just like this Saul Alinsky's uh, eight levels of control. You have to divide the people up from straight and gay, black and white, rich and poor. It's all by design. Um, may I comment? Um, yeah, go ahead. I'm not in a position. I'm not in a position to comment on someone's faith. I mean, that's between uh, an individual and God. So I, I, right. I can't. I can't comment on Obama's faith. Uh, number two, you're right about uh, there's been a, there's been a decline in life, uh, the life expectancy of white white men. Um, you know, this is happening in Middle America. Their life expectancy life expectancy went down. So you are right. There, there are issues within the white community. Uh, and let me see, show a decline. And if your life expectancy goes down, that is a huge deal. That means that the government has obviously ignored it, uh, ignored a, a whole aspect of the community. Uh, three about uh, Obama and the Black Lives Matter. I mean, I think it's, I think you can't argue the fact that, you know, the black community saw that they had power in the executive office. And so they felt more, at least more comfortable in, uh, in, in staging these protests. Um, at the same time, I think what's, what's bad about the Black Lives Matter movement or what's, 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 uh, what you need to prove on is that it's too narrow. I mean, black lives can't only matter when white cops kill black people. I mean, they need to be more broad than that, you know? We need to look at, like, you know, we, we, the number one way a young black male dies in this country is another young black male uh, to a bullet, yep. you know? Yep. And, you know, we really... We can't just look at Black Lives Matter as only mattering when when people are killed by cops. You know, we need to. And that's you know, so rare. Within that... the community, we need to uh, we need to expand that. You know, Black Lives Matter matter more than Black by, Lives uh, Matter is an organization you know? that was created by George Soros. Don't, don't anyone think here that Black Lives Matter yep. was a grassroots yeah. movement of African Americans? It was not. It was, a, it was created, funded. it was engineered, it was funded. It's a, it's and here's, what me, here's what bothers me the most about the Black Lives Matter movement, and I've talked about it from day one. If you look who, I don't know if anybody on here, I mean, my listeners know who Sean King is, the Black Lives Matter leader. I'm sure Mike Zolo knows who he is. Anyway, this guy a is a white dude. If this guy's a white dude, and you go back and look at his yearbook photos, He's a white guy, and he's pretending he's black. He's got the tan skin. He's trying to – this is one of those scandalous scenarios. People have called him out. Even his classmates confirmed he was Obtain white. Obtained millions still, from George Soros. Yep. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's pathetic. And the guy was pretending he's black. what I was saying? By design. It's all in yeah, the go ahead. 
Well, I, I just wanted to finish what I was saying. There is no dispute that in this country right now, the number one most attacked and hated person is a white Christian male. White privilege, yep. Christian privilege, feminism. It's all against white men. White men, yep. look, I'm not, I'm not a racist. I don't even like talking about race, okay? But the left me forces me to talk about race. I am so sick and tired of watching Black Lives Matter run around screaming about white people. I'm sick and tired of it. And when I open my mouth, I'm a Nazi, yeah. I'm a Nazi alt-right you know, racist. No, I'm not. I'm a Imagine. white guy who's tired of being blamed for every goddamn thing. I'm tired of being blamed for black lives, uh, you know, life situations that is 90% in their hands, not my hands. I've been given nothing in my life. I work my ass off, and I do what I got to do to get by. There's no such thing as white privilege. Black privilege, does black privilege exist? I guess it does. Take a look at how many rappers are black. Take a look at how many NBA players are black. Take a look at how many NFL players are black. Okay, they dominate in those three places. So what? There's black slivers there. Let's get some diversity. Yep. Let's get some white people. Yep. I hate even talking about it. But as white people, you have to stand up. You can't sit By back design. and say, "Oh look well." At, look at yep. Facebook and Zuckerberg. They just, uh, yep. they just, they just tried to silence uh, Diamond and Silk. Did you hear that? Yep. Yeah. And here, yep. here's the, here's the <clears throat> thing. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm gonna put talk on that point. What you said, Mike. Mike, you made a great point what you were saying, but here's the and here's the thing, is is is, is what I was taught is what I was referring to. Oh God, where was I? What you were? Please refresh my memory. What you just said, I had it all on my. I was about to say was, something. No, for no problem. I, I was saying how I'm so sick of hearing about white privilege. Yet, oh all yeah, the okay, yeah. I got my thought back. I got my thought back. Imagine if it was the other way around, and that's white people who are marching through the streets and yelling the N-word and saying, you guys are the fucking problem. You guys are the fucking – imagine the other way around. Can you imagine the outrage? And this is so much hypocrisy and so much of a double standard. I mean, just think about it. I mean, these Black, these black Lives Matter people don't like white people. They've made that clear. Absolutely We've seen – it's, it's, you guys, we got to get back to the fact that this has been by design for decades and decades and decades. I mean, look at the Democratic Party. This is engineered. I mean, look what yeah. happened during the Civil War. Look what happened under yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Who established yeah. the KKK? Who established the KKK? Democrats. The Democratic Democrats. Party. Slavery plantations. It's all by Democrats. design, everybody. We gotta, we gotta understand that this is all engineered. This isn't a grassroots African-American push. It's not. It's engineered by the left. I oh, just, absolutely. I, I, totally, I totally agree with you. My only point is I know it's all by the Democrats, and it is by design. You're totally right, Steve. My only thing is I have just – I have had enough of hearing about how my people, white people, who have yeah. – this is hard lives. Work just as hard, you know. Work harder in some aspects. Well, here's always the, being blamed for everything. Here's the icing on the cake, and here's the beauty of it all. Not only have we had enough, but African Americans, or I just like to call Americans that are are black. I don't even like everybody's American. American. When you put when you hey, put yourself as African yeah, you know what? Can we talk about how up. Trump's policies are actually going to help Africans? Look at Diamond and Silk. Look at Will Johnson. Look at everybody. 
I mean, they're all waking up. They, they, they're waking up to the truth. They're being used as tools, and they're not going to have it. They see what Trump yeah. is doing. They're, he's bringing back jobs. It's all going to yeah. backfire. Yeah. That's the beautiful, beautiful about this whole thing. It's all going to backfire, gentlemen. You agree, you guys. The community that it suffered uh, the worst from the shift of manufacturing overseas was the black community. You know, the black community used to be uh, employed through manufacturing, and Trump is trying to bring that back. And you know that is it actually will do wonders for the black community if he can if he's able to bring manufacturing home. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's able to. What do you mean? What do you mean if he's able to? Lower hey, the in, in history. Everybody, we have somebody on the line. Uh, thank you for uh, calling into the Rory Sauter Show. Who is speaking? Who am I seeing you with? Yeah, this is Naj. Uh, I have been uh, delegated by the black community to come in and speak for us. Yeah. Somebody else was just speaking for us. Yes. <laughs> My brother, what's going on? How you doing? Yes. What is up? First I'm time, good. first time I'm calling good. in, first time listening? Yes, indeed, indeed. Okay, now, so your first I'm, time, I'm okay? Gonna, Welcome. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything you guys want to hear. So if y'all Uh-oh. not interested in Uh-oh. the debate. Oh, here we go. No, we won't. Oh, here we go. Competition of ideas. Let's do this, baby. Here we go. I love it. Here hey, come come no. Come on. Bring it. Bring it, baby. Yeah, did you see the honesty on the front end, how I told y'all? You know what I mean? Good thing. Respect to me. I'll take the applause. But, uh, no, if you actually look at the jobs report, uh, things aren't as people say they are. No manufacturing That's bullshit. is not what are you reading, CNN? Don't, don't that, bullshit you know? us, man. Don't, don't, the liberal bullshit isn't wanted on this show, man. Don't come here with that biased crap, man. You know what I'm saying? No, I just made a factual statement. No, I'm going no by you're not. You're not reading the real. Okay, tell, come on. I'll let you talk. I'll let you talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. You will? Let him go. Let him go. Well, that'll work. But, no, uh, and honestly, that's not a thing to where that's his fault. Either he can or can't. No, there's no president that's going to be able to do that just because of price point. Uh, When you're trying to negotiate, you know, first world wages against third world wages, even if you're talking about lesser quality of product, you're not going to win that battle as far as manufacturing. So, no, those jobs aren't coming back. And you could bring a Trump, Obama, whoever you want to bring in there, they just can't change that price point. Uh, yeah, come on, I mean, come on. Hey, I'm not a fan of you. I mean, you, you, uh, hey, hey, bro, hey, bro, brother, brother. You, I mean, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Trump. And, and here, here's the thing. You're talking about the best business negotiator in the entire – one of the best in the entire world. A guy that has spent his life making billions and doing unbelievable things and doing impossible things that everybody doubted him about. Did it? Uh, what about you? You probably thought Hillary Clinton was going to win the presidency. I'm sure you were one of those, right? And Trump I actually first did. Year, I actually did think she would win. Numbers were at oh, record Jesus, levels. Whoever this guy is talking, and Trump's no, first year manufacturing job numbers were at record levels. So that's a fact. That's hey, a fact. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, hold wait, on, hold 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 that we got man, man, record level manufacturing. When if you go back post World War II, oh, shit, when the industrial age of of America really becoming the behemoth that we are, that's when you had the highest manufacturing. That's when you had the highest production. Now we've lost Come the on. majority of that based on like I just talked about 
third world oh wages to where companies have to go where the money is. I mean, no, that's oh, not what you don't know what you're talking about. All these companies are coming back every day, brother. Wait, 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 no, wait, wait. I, I have a stat. Wait, hold on. Hey, let me I have a stat. I have a stat right here. Since Trump became president, okay, there have been 236,000 increase in manufacturing jobs. Do you dispute that number, yes or no? Yes, I do. Oh okay, my well, God! Okay. This guy's ridiculous. Tell me when I should. Hey, okay, 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 okay. Listen, let's not. Can let's not have this guy has nothing. So he reads CNN I, I, and, I and MSNBC. He watches Joy Reid, Rachel Maddow, Anderson Cooper, and the dumbest guy on television, Don Lemon, is his favorite. Who he whacks off to no, every night, right, no, buddy? No. no, actually, I'm worse hey, than no, those I'm people. I'm, I'm further to the left than those people. So I'm worse than those people. Oh, so you're a communist. You're, you're a former. Yeah, no. you're, a communist. you're a communist, bro. I you're mono- you're you decided no further left. Are you an anarchist, bro? Did you decide that or are you asking me? That, uh, can, I, can, I, can I respond to you? The whole notion oh, that jobs had to be shifted. Let's not turn this into a CNA propaganda event. Let's just. Come on, if he I'm doesn't want to stay, if he doesn't want no, to stay back, keep him on. I don't know, man. I might get this guy off. Well, I mean, if you don't want to talk, we don't, we don't have to talk. It's okay. No, let, let him on. Let him on. Let, we're having a debate. I'm not um, going to say no, man. I'm not going to. We, we talk well, facts. He's we just talk talking propaganda bullshit. He doesn't know what he's talking about, man. He said the economy got worse when president since President Trump has been in. That makes no logical sense. The economy's better than ever before. Yeah, it's not CNN. Let, let him go. Let him go. This, this is not. I already hung he's up on. on, on he's, he's, on, he's on the wrong. He's on the wrong show, man. This guy he is a lost cause. He said he's further left. Rachel Maddow. So and you're Don a communist <laughs> because he's a well, soft I, communist. I got to challenge his economics. This whole notion that jobs had to be sent overseas is bullshit. Like, you know, we could have easily protected those jobs. Like, you know, yeah, we, this whole notion that they can't be brought back here is, is bullshit again. They can be brought back here. And remember when, hey, back remember here. when Obama said, what's Trump going to do, wave a magic wand to bring these jobs That's back? Right. And then they started pouring back. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and, man. And here's, sounds just like the guy. Sounds just like the guy who was on your show. <laughs> They're not coming. That's a lost cause, you man. He'll never be saved. We have to do American manufacturing. Our future relies on manufacturing. This whole notion that Asia has to be the manufacturer of the world is dangerous. USA needs you to be know? number one. We're the most powerful, we most need interesting. To be the number one manufacturer. You know how many coal? You know how many coal mining jobs? Uh, Got brought back. Oh my God! I don't even have the new numbers, but incredible record, record levels. Wait, but we need to be making cars again. Levels. We got to be making but American think of, again. Honestly, everything steel plants opening America. up. Four of them in the past two months. New steel plants in Illinois is all over the place. They're opening up. Jobs are pouring well, what about, back in. Look, when Obama was president for eight years, not one, not one coal mine, not one new coal mine opened up. When Trump became president in two months, the first one in eight years, in ten years, opened in Pennsylvania. So don't you dare come on to this fucking program and talk about Trump yeah. not making manufacturing and coal mining exactly. and construction jobs. They're increasing dramatically. Every uh, day we got a new – every day we get a new report. 
of a new company coming back to the U.S. or opening here for the first yeah. time or making a huge investment. I mean, Trump delivers on a new uh, accomplishment every single day. We've never seen a president work this hard or have this much success uh, in office. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. He's and done you know, more in and one that year. Guy that, that guy that called in is part of our dilemma right now. That you know, We've right. got a propaganda campaign going on with the mainstream right. media that is pushing right. uh, a false narrative. And here's yeah. the sad part. Millions and millions and millions of leftists actually believe it, and it's, it's a lie. It's He's a, lie. a lost cause. He'll never be saved, never. And here, here's the thing. It's, it's, it's one of those things where um, President Trump has done more in one year than any president in history. He's accomplished more in one year than any president ever, and the fake news will never acknowledge that. Some people will never know the truth the real truth, because they buy too much into the lying propaganda. And uh, if you look at the numbers, nobody's done what Trump does. Nobody. Just wait till he uh, solves our Korean, just wait till he solves our North Korean dilemma, and he's going to. You bet he will. Hey, you know, he actually might be the guy to solve the North Korean dilemma. I agree with you on that. I think he could, he could actually do that. Because he's no, he he is I know he's he so could unconventional do it. He that he actually could solve because that issue. he's a, he's the master of making the art of the deal. He wrote the book. Yep, he's going to make negotiator in the world, in his and interest. he's willing to listen. He's willing to listen. And, and you guys think about willing to listen. Yeah, and you guys well, think about this. North Korea. He's going to open up you trade think? with them. He's going to say, "Listen, yeah. I'm going to give you the opportunity to get into the mainstream trade with us. I'm going to it's going to benefit Kim Jong Il. You know what I mean?" Kim Jong-un, it's I'm unbelievable. Sorry. No, no other president, no other president has ever. I mean, we've had Bill Clinton, obviously, in the 90s. He sat down with Kim Jong-un's father and made a terrible deal, giving them nukes. But we've never had an honest president in this sort of situation wanting to do the right thing and denuke them. We've never seen this. This is history, and they are sitting down in a few weeks. And Kim Jong-un said yesterday, King News, I am willing to denuke and talk to Trump and hopefully we be, can become friends. And you know, Mexico's as crazy going as, to as same, hey, Mexico's Steve, going let me talk for a second. Steve, they want, Steve, let me talk. Mexico's going to do the same thing. Talk. Real he's, quick. He's going to make let me talk. Mexico I wasn't, to benefit Mexico, too. Watch. It's going to be incredible. I wasn't, hey, I wasn't finished, man. I wasn't finished. So, sorry, but I wasn't finished. So, Dennis Rodman, there's a lot to thank he, he's a guy that should be getting a lot of praise because he was the first person to go meet with Kim Jong-un, and that was the first American to ever meet him. Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong-un, if it wasn't for them ever meeting, I don't think this would have ever happened because you think of Dennis Rodman and Trump, they've been friends for a long time, and Dennis Rodman went over there and has talked to Kim Jong-un and has said several times, you know, what about peace? So I think he deserves some sort of credibility. It may sound crazy, but I think it's kind of true. You know, I, you know, the real issue is Pakistan. It's not North Korea. You know, Pakistan is a nuclear state that should keep us up at night. You know, they they got imams controlling that government. And, you know, North Korea, they're, they're China's pet. Now, Pakistan is a real issue, you know. And they're, they're influenced by Saudi Arabia, the most Wahhabiest nation in the world. So, you know, I think that's the second thing that Trump really needs to go after is Pakistan. 
And here, here I want to show everybody how delusional the, the liberal media is. Listen to this clip. 5-3. Listen to this. You got to listen to this. They're so delusional. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I'll play the clip in just a moment. Feeling left out of the liberal media's race to the bottom, consistently being overshadowed by the counterfeit news network, MSNBC decided to up the crazy yesterday and fantasized about President Trump barricading himself inside the White House hiding from federal marshals as they pursued him to haul him off to jail if he refused to testify and was held in contempt of court for the Russia investigation. At that point, they would make a motion to hold Donald Trump in contempt. Uh, And the question would be, what would the federal district court judge do in terms of a remedy? I mean, normally, a person who refuses to testify before a grand jury uh, winds up being incarcerated for the time period of the grand jury, which is can be up to 18 months. So one way to enforce it is to have Donald Trump taken by the federal marshals and put in federal prison until he testifies. What if he refuses to uh, open the White House door? What if the secret, you know, will the, can, what if he fires any Secret Service agent um, who would allow the federal marshals in? What if Donald Trump simply decides, I don't have to follow the law. I refuse to be uh, held under the law. No marshal can get into this White House, and any Secret Service agent that defies me is fired. Look at this poor guy trying to keep his composure so he just doesn't bust out laughing at these idiots. This from the same network that brings us such insightful programming, like their concerns that President Trump's going to destroy life on planet Earth because he's, quote, sexually frustrated. As we saw all through 2017, men with profound sexual insecurity can wreak a lot of havoc in the lives of women, in the lives of their families. Um, But perhaps never have we seen a man whose profound uh, sexual and masculine insecurities are literally threatening to annihilate the planet. I mean, the way he's literally capitalizing in that tweet, his nuclear button. Um, I mean, any psychiatrist or psychologist would have a field day with that. But we all live in a world that could literally be ended uh, in terms of a habitable planet because of the sad man's insecurity. I'm wondering how then Democrats are supposed to... What, what? She just pivots from it, like, yes, yes, so I wonder how then Democrats are going <laughs> A normal person would be like, what the hell did you just say? Who booked this lunatic on my show? Wait a minute, wasn't there a big story last week about a crazy person who went to YouTube headquarters because they demonetized their videos and shot up the place? Yes, but it turns out that the shooter was an Iranian immigrant, not a white male. And it's gone. What do you mean it's gone? Yeah, it's gone. It's it's finished. We're not going to be talking about that anymore. But that's a really f***ed up story. I figured the news would still be talking about it. Nope, it's gone. Oh, I have some great news to report. Even the Democrats finally have gotten sick of hearing Hillary Clinton complain about anything and everything. And a Hillary Clinton supporter wrote this op-ed which went viral. Hillary Clinton needs to disappear if she wants to help Democrats win. And while, thankfully, the liberal media in America isn't paying much attention to her these days, she still isn't done complaining, and she's gone overseas to tell anyone who will listen why she lost the presidential election now a year and a half ago. She appeared on a talk show in India where she said that married women in America only voted for Donald Trump because their husbands brainwashed them and made them do it. And here she is recently on a Dutch talk show. Apparently, Ivanka Trump wants to be the first female president of the United States. That's not going to happen. No? No. Mm-mm. How come? Well, we don't want any more inexperienced Trumps in the White House. I wow. think that normally 
I would like to believe what you're saying, but I've also learned after these elections that things that we didn't expect to happen sometimes do happen. Well, that's true, but, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I think the American people have seen for themselves. Uh, the greatest president of all time sitting in the White House right now? What's so funny about this is Ivanka is friends with Chelsea Clinton. And Ivanka is basically a Democrat. Remember, she couldn't even vote for her dad in the primary because she was wow. still registered as a Democrat. If this witch wasn't so blinded by her hatred of the Trump name, she would be giving a glowing endorsement for an Ivanka Trump presidency. Look at how bitter she still is. Listen, Hillary, do yourself and the rest of the world a favor. Go find yourself a hobby. Go bake some cookies with the grandkids or take up gardening or something. Anything. Just please go away. Of course, Democrats are going to have to roll her corpse out of the mausoleum when it comes close to the 2020 presidential election. And she'll be speaking at the DNC and we'll all get to relive her glorious defeat all over again. I'm Mark Dykes. Thanks for watching. Subscribe to my channel. Um, God, what a video. Real quick, we got uh, Josh Bernstein on the line, host of the Josh Bernstein Show. Um, big, big man. Been on Fox News, been on Breitbart, been all over the media. Interviewed people like Milo Yiannopoulos, Ben Shapiro, all big conservatives, um, you know, different activists, uh, big figures. Uh, Josh, good to have you on, buddy. How are you? Good to be with you. Uh, I appreciate uh, you uh, giving me that introduction. A couple things. I, I didn't interview uh, Ben Shapiro, <laughs> and uh, I've never been on Fox, but uh, everything else was pretty much right on, so I appreciate okay. that. I always want to correct I mean, the record many, when I can. Yeah, you've been on many uh, media outlets. I mean, there's, there's a lot. Oh, yeah. been on. I've you've done well over 1,000 radio interviews, well over 1,000, and I've done about 75 television interviews so far uh, in my career. So uh, most of it was, like, spot on, so I definitely appreciate that. I saw that you were doing a clip of uh, Mark Dice. He's, uh, he's a great patriot. He's an awesome conservative. Yeah. So hopefully you'll use some of my clips, too, one day, too, in the show. <laughs> Oh, I will. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad to have you on. I think we're all glad to have you on. Uh, we got uh, we got Jane, Steve, and we also got uh, Mike on the line. Uh, I'm happy you're calling in because obviously you know there's a lot going on. You have a lot of insiders. You know, you have a lot of different people you talk to, you know, that really are, are on the inside and know, you know, certain things. Um, so I definitely want your insight, you know, with Syria, with the Michael Cohen raid and the uh, you know, Trump's attorney's office. I mean, there's all these ridiculous things happening at once. Where to start, man? Yeah. You know? Where do we start? Well, look, I think we start tomorrow. I think tomorrow is the beginning of a new day. Um, I think with uh, Zuckerberg going to Congress oh, yeah. and testifying about his Fourth Amendment uh, privacy right violations and First Amendment, mm. um, you know, freedom of speech violations and everything else, Maybe this will lead to what I talked to Congressman Andy Biggs about uh, a couple of weeks ago in person. Uh, I had about 10, 15 minutes to talk to him, and I said to him, you know, number one, you need to be appointing a special prosecutor. And he said that he's getting so many people in Washington that are fighting him to do that, even some members of the Freedom Caucus, unfortunately. He said, but we're getting closer to that. We saw what Sessions did, which was basically appoint – a nobody Obama affiliate and administration official to look into Obama official, uh, you know, business. So that was ridiculous. But getting back to what I was saying, 
maybe we'll get an Internet Bill of Rights. I talked to Congressman Biggs about it, and he said that he would possibly introduce it depending on um, what comes out more in the testimony with uh, Mark Zuckerberg tomorrow. Um, I think not only Mark Zuckerberg, but we need to drag the uh, founder of Twitter in front of Congress. We need to drag the people from Google and YouTube in front of Congress. And I think that after all of, they, all of their testimony, there needs to be charges filed, fines filed, and we need an Internet Bill of Rights. And all of these uh, Silicon Valley companies will have to sign off on the fact that they will abide by this new Internet Bill of Rights. Otherwise, they will be severely punished and possibly lose you know, their, uh, their platform altogether. What I don't want to happen is I don't want regulation. I don't want the feds to come in and regulate social media because right now we have a Republican president, and God forbid we have another Marxist communist like Obama for eight years, and now all of a sudden they have all of the social media platforms. If you think censorship is bad now, you just wait and see how bad it would be if the government regulated it. So I want a non-binding resolution that basically says that Silicon Valley will abide by these new Internet protocols and uh, Internet Bill of Rights. Absolutely. Like and real quick, I know I know a lot of people want to chime in and comment, and, uh, and absolutely, I want them to. Um, but real quick, um, J- Josh, here, here's my thing. What, what concerns me and is very disturbing is that Mark Zuckerberg had a meeting today with these lawmakers beforehand, almost like it's a scripted uh, thing that's going to be happening tomorrow. Almost like they know what's going to happen. They went behind closed doors, had a premeditated meeting, and this and it was a big article out today. And it was just it, it just seems a little sketchy. And also, he's getting uh, coaching from George, somebody involved with George W. Bush, who uh, is definitely not somebody credible. I was reading about his history, and he's behind a lot of shady stuff. So Zuckerberg is getting coaching, and he's actually – it's like knowing the verdict beforehand. Like this guy, it's so dirty and corrupt. I mean, don't you agree? Yeah, I totally do. Look, we know now for a fact that not just Facebook, but YouTube and Google and all the rest of them, one of the things the Obama administration did that I thought was pretty smart is that they took on Silicon Valley. They gave them great tax incentives. They gave them great tax breaks. They gave them and pumped millions and millions of dollars into their businesses, allowed them to expand their facilities and grow and build bigger, uh, you know, facilities in Silicon Valley. And for that, they got the loyalty of Silicon Valley. And uh, I think what happened is they saw what happened in 2016, and they realized that they were giving too much free speech. And now here they are in 2018. They're doing the government's bidding. And uh, everything is in place to silence us, and that's the scary part. And we need to break that. And I know for a fact that not just, um, you know, like Michael Savage and Roger Stone and Dennis Prager, not just them that are suing Facebook and Google right now, but there's class action lawsuits that are being put together. And they're being led, by the way, by Tom Fitton at Judicial Watch. So keep your eye out in the next probably 30 to 60 days for those to come forward. Nice. Hey, Josh. Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah. How Go can ahead, you, How can you? You you wanted a bill of rights uh, for the internet, but you don't want yes. regulation. How how would you have a bill of rights with no regulation? 
Well, you would have a non-binding resolution. I talked to this uh, with Congressman Biggs, and we both agree that we don't want to regulate Title IX. We don't want to regulate the Internet because when you regulate the Internet, you stifle you know, entrepreneurship, you stifle yeah. freedom of speech and everything else. What we want to do is we want to have an Internet Bill of Rights. So in other words, a basic uh, public statement that you will not, you know, offend Spencer. these types of things that are in a list, let's just say. And every single company would have to sign off on it. It would be non-binding, but the people would then hold those companies accountable and would be able to litigate against them if they break this quote-unquote non-binding resolution. We can't have a, uh, a regulated social media. That, that's not where we want to go. Because now we're talking no, a slippery no. slope to China and Russia and elsewhere. We don't want that. And uh, I think that we can do something that is non-binding but yet binding enough in the public scrutiny that the public will hold them accountable. Mm. Well said. Well, I think it's uh, pretty. I think it's pretty uh, ahead, simple that way too. Because if you if you look at like Josh said, uh, you know, Twitter and Google and 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 Amazon and Yahoo and Facebook, they are all uh, extremely left leaning. And what's happening to even. Um, you know the just the, the the regulars on Facebook are they they are having they are having their um, posts censored. You know the the conservative the, the conservative push, the Patriot Trump supporting movement, is being limited by Facebook. Mm. I mean we see I see it every yep. day, and uh, if we had that Bill of Rights that would resemble something like our own Bill of Rights um, regarding the first you know. Amendment of free speech and stuff And not being one way or the other I think, I think that would be a great idea And absolutely, I don't think we want any more Government intrusion with regulations No No more invasion of privacy I mean, it's it's beyond ridiculous And you know um, I, I don't know, you know, Josh If you saw uh, Steve Wozniak came out with an article today For the uh, co-founder of Apple yeah. And he's deleting all his yeah. He's deleting his Facebook account because he thinks, why should you take users and not let them profit off of it? He makes a great point. I mean, you know, that it's, yeah. it's pretty sad. Yeah, no, look, I, I understand that. And I've lost probably 60, 70 friends in the past day or two. And it's not because of anything I said or did. I mean, I'm blocked as it is until the end of April for my own page, which is typical, unfortunately. But um, I lost about 60, 70 people because people are just tuning out. They're deleting their Facebook pages. So it's not like they're just dropping me. They're dropping Facebook. And uh, honestly, I, I, can't, I can't blame them for that because they have been violated. Their Fourth Amendment rights have been violated. And you know what's funny is that when this Cambridge Analytica thing came out a couple of weeks ago, even a month ago or so, I put out an article where I was absolutely chastised and ridiculed by the left, saying that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about and everything else because I said that Facebook – is in violation of not only the First Amendment, but they're violating our Fourth Amendment rights to privacy and search and seizure. And I did an article, and then I did a, a video on that, and I was absolutely ridiculed by the left. They did videos on me. They did articles about me. Josh Bernstein doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And now we find out they did, in fact, violate the Fourth Amendment. 
and it's proven. They've actually admitted that they have done it. So it's not even anything that has to be proven. They've admitted that they have done it. And uh, so now we have to hold them accountable. And how do we do that? Well, we don't regulate them, but maybe we litigate them. Maybe we sue them. Maybe we uh, take it upon our own selves to disconnect from some of these things and hurt them where, you know, in the pocketbook, which is where we can have an impact. Um, you know, we need to get other platforms. There's Gab, but that's not very big. There's MeWe. There's Dada Machine. There's, there's a bunch of these little ones. But nothing's going to take off like Facebook or YouTube unless Never. the entire community goes with millions and millions of people all at once and says, now we're going to get off of X, and we're going to get on to Y. We're going to get behind one of these major platforms and then have a mass exodus from, let's say, Facebook or YouTube and on to one of these new platforms. You can't do it little by little. It will never survive. You've got to have a big base. It's like a tug of war. If you don't have the big fat guy at the end, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to pull the other side into the pit. Hey, John. Hey, this is a... Steve Emery in Arizona with Pikers for Trump. I wanted to ask you a question. Yes. Uh, with Congress sure. and, and, and Zuckerberg coming uh, to be interviewed, testify, whatever you want to call it, I, I'm under the understanding that uh, Zuckerberg has contributed a lot of money to a lot of mm-hmm. these people that he's that he's actually being interviewed by. Um, yeah. It seems like yep. Just I, I, I honestly, we need that. an independent we need an independent counsel to look into. Facebook and YouTube and Google and Twitter. Like, literally, we need our Department of Justice to appoint somebody. But the problem here is we can't even get them to appoint somebody for um, for uh, Mueller, which Hillary is ridiculous. Clinton. And Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I mean, it's or Hillary Clinton, things, exactly. You know? That, too. Yeah, it's kind of like I the mean, same thing, you know. You've got, you've got this inability for sessions or – or uh, you know anyone to, to to get on board with appointing a special counsel to look into the actual crimes that are being committed, whether it's uranium one, whether it's deleting emails, whether it's bleach bit, whether it's lying under oath, whether it's uh, you know Rosenstein's abuse of powers, James Comey lying under oath. We we don't even have that, and then you're asking these same people to do something with Zuckerberg or contribute. It's the same scenario. It's the same it's scenario. It's insane. I know. It's terrible. We're so outnumbered. I mean, you know, in Washington, it's it's basically Trump. That's it. Everybody else is a globalist yeah. in both parties. I call it the globalcratic party of Washington. Yeah. That's what I call it. You know, in America, we outnumber Washington, of course, and we have like-minded conservatives that love Trump, that love this country, and we want to see this country made great again. The problem is, is that the people that we have elected or uh, let's just say Washington has reselected, are not listening to us because understand that if we win, they lose. And that's why they're fighting Trump. And that's why they're fighting to destroy his ability to be effective. And uh, it's really up to us and, of course, the president to start acting alone, which he has started to do, which I think is great. Uh, he shouldn't listen to any of his advisors. And the reason I say that is because he beat 17 Republicans for the nomination and yeah. then became president, basically doing it Trump's way. So why now, just because he has an administration, does he have to listen to the people that are telling him wrong information for, for the most part? 
I say just go and do it what you've been doing that's been successful. You know, you've run business after business. You've built building after building successfully. You know, you've had your ups and downs. For the most part, you're a multi-billionaire because you're smart, because you're intuitive, because you understand how business works. We're running the country like a business finally. So I say let him go it alone and do what he needs to do. Hey, hey, now, Josh, well, um, now Josh, now, Josh, real quick, what, what's your thoughts on this whole Syria, uh, you know, re- chemical attack yesterday in Russia, you know, being involved and all this things going on? Do you think it, some of it's propaganda? I mean, because we've, I mean, there's been some stuff that has just been kind of a distraction, kind of, a set, I mean, you know, just like a setup and just yeah. uh, not really real. And it, I don't know. I mean, there's there's different, there's mixed stories out that. You know, make me go back and forth. What do you think? Right. Well, look, I think every single time something, you know, tragically happens, whether it's on the geopolitical stage or whether it's here in America, there's always going to be the people that immediately go to the crisis actors, uh, that it's been staged and this and that. I don't typically do that. I look at the facts. I look at what I see in front of me and my research. My research tells me that Assad is an animal that Assad is a bad yeah. guy, that Assad is yeah. propped up by Putin and the Russians. Uh, Assad and Russia will protect North Korea, and they have everybody, which is China, underneath all of it. So as I've said, even as – I would say even as uh, as late as even a year ago, I said and that there's Iran. a new deadly alliance that has you. taken place against the United <laughs> States, and that is the Iranian-Syrian – Chinese, Russian, North Korean alliance that is lining yep. up against the West. And yep. it is the makings of a World War III type of scenario. Here's what my suggestion is. Before we go out and bomb anybody or blow anything up, why don't yeah. we commit economic genocide? What is right. economic genocide? Very simple. Let's starve yeah. billions of people out completely. Let's cut off all of their financial supplies. We, they're already doing it in North Korea. Let's cut off over a billion people in China. Let's take on this trade war. Let's have the pain in the front and the victory at the end. Let's starve out the Russians. Let's starve out the Iranians. Let's starve out the Syrians. And what will happen is they're going to have to answer to their own people. And when their people are starving to death and they have no food, they also have no incentive to prop up the regimes anymore, and they'll take out their own governments. We haven't tried it to that extent, and at this point, we hold the cards. Don't think that we don't, because we do. And if anyone says that we don't, uh, that we don't have the control, they're not telling you the truth. We do. We can do economic genocide. Now, I know when you hear the word genocide, you think, wow, that's sick, you know? You want to kill people. Not necessarily. I want to economically starve people out so that their desperation allows them to enact and take over their own countries. Right. Hey, Josh, right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, go ahead, James. Hey, who? Yeah, I was wondering. I, I, you said that Assad's an animal, and I understand he's a he's a bad you know he's an evil man. But uh, who who is the alternative? I mean, the Syrian <laughs> government exactly. is the most progressive government in the Middle East. And they're multicultural. He wanted health care for his people. He's Western educated. He's educated, you know, he's educated in the mm-hmm. UK. So I understand Assad is a bad man. But the alternative 
like we saw in Iraq, is is right. a is, is is really the underbelly of the Middle East. It's it's it's, it's, it's Islamic well, culture. I I agree. And what we don't want to happen is another Iraq situation or Afghanistan situation. I don't believe that we have to nation build. Uh, I'm against nation building, to be quite honest. But what I'm saying is, if we put a situation out there that allows these tyrants to be overthrown by their own people, you're right. They could be replaced with an even worse tyrant. I agree. Uh, And that's the gamble that you have to take. You are getting rid of a tyrant. And it's up to the people to decide whether or not they want another tyrant or they want freedom. We can't make that decision, nor should we spill our blood trying to affect that type of decision. But if the world got rid of the mullahs, if the world got rid of Putin, if the world got rid of Xi Jinping, if the world got rid of you know uh, Assad, who would replace those people? I would assume many of them would be good people not necessarily bad people. It is possible, though, that you could have uh, someone from the Free Syrian Army, for instance, take over for Assad, and he could be, you know, an ISIS, you know, person and, and go out and kill and slaughter more people than Assad. I get it. But it's not up to us to decide who's going to be put into those positions. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, absolutely. So that's why I said there is danger in it, but what's the alternative? We've got to do something. We can't go to war and nuclear – you know, look, the, the reason that we never went to war with Russia in the 80s and the reason the Cold War ended with Mikhail Gorbachev and the Reykjavik conventions in Iceland is because of mass mutual destruction. You bomb me, I bomb you, everybody dies. The problem with the Muslim world is that they want to die. They want to die for their god. The Israelis want to live. The Americans want to live. Uh, and for that part, the Russians and the Chinese, they all want to live. But it's the Muslims that don't. They're willing to die for their cause and for their God. So how do you fight with mass mutual destruction against a, a country like Iran or something that's hell-bent on getting uh, nuclear weapons where they actually want to die and don't care if they launch a, an attack? And that's where the Obama administration didn't understand, and that's where they went so wrong because they allowed – them to basically, you know, restart the clock in the future and allow them to amass uranium enrichment and nuclear weapons and use them to kill Jews and Americans. So we got to get out. I hope Bolton is smart enough to immediately get us out of the Iran deal. I mean, they just said on the Drudge Report that they're thinking of restarting. Oh, yeah. Bolton was Bolton was uh, an awesome choice. He should have been right from the beginning, as a matter of fact. As you were saying, sorry, I just wanted to say Bolton was a great choice when you brought his name yeah. up. Yeah. No, he was. But like I said, I mean, I, I think that uh, we've got to understand that, that these jihadists, man, they, they want us dead. They want us dead, and they're willing to die, it almost seems, more than we want to live. And we've yep, got to understand yep. that they're at war with us. They're at war with our culture, with our value system, with our way of life, with our social mores, everything. They hate us. No, I agree with you. And I every day you, they worship Allah against us. Look at I, them, I think we, what we should be doing is we should be helping Assad and the Kurds. Those would be the two. Because I think they're the only two, they're only two major groups that can defeat the uh, – 
the Islamists in Syria. It's the Kurds and it's Assad's government. And, and overthrowing Assad is just going to leave a vacuum, which is going to be filled in by yeah, someone maybe worse than Baghdad. Josh said Assad is aligned with Iran and Russia, and that's just a fact. Assad's an animal, man. I mean, yeah, I understand, yeah. I understand, but the Wahhabi, the Wahhabi Salafists in Saudi Arabia are way worse than the Shiite clerics in Iran. I mean, they don't even have cinema. They opened up their first cinema this week. For, I mean, we're talking about night and day between Wahhabi Salafism and Shism. You know, it's like, I don't know. I, I well, disagree on this one. I think Russia has, uh, James, has a better foreign yeah, policy you? in Syria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know, man. Assad is like an animal. Like, I, you can't. I, I know, but I, he's I, an animal. He's our animal, you know. And the, the alternative is Baghdadi, and then Baghdadi is a worse animal than Assad. Like, these countries aren't like the Western countries, you know. These are tough places. Right. They don't have the institutions that we have, you know. And I'm, and to I'm think not... that with it, they're going to elect someone like uh, like Donald Trump is just, it's, it's it's just not even in the cards, you know. But, but, but like I'm not even saying that like. Like we should, I'm, what all I'm saying is there's no way the United States is going to work with Assad. There's just no way. It's that you can't. Right. He's, he's an atom. You can't. You cannot do it. Yeah. All right. I mean, yes. whoever they choose is up to them. That's their choice. That's their country. And Trump wants no part of that. And that's why we elected him. Yeah, and I think you know, if, I think if, I think if President Trump uh, does not certify the Iran deal. Um, which I believe he's going to do on this next time around. I think if he does not recertify that Iran deal, uh, uh, Iran's going to lose a lot, a lot of momentum that they have right now, based on what you know they gained under Obama, not only financially but but other ways too, militarily, weapons wise. But you know, I I think we just you know we got to look at Iran as a as a key player here in the Syrian thing, and if we could work 100%. something out, uh, you know, in the next year. Where we could really, uh, you know, weaken Iran. I think you have a point there, James. You know, I think you might have a point. But at the same time, I like what Josh said. Let the people decide, and let's stop nation building. And let's get out. Let's protect exactly. our own borders. Middle Eastern democracy. I don't. I don't know if you want to. I don't think you want the common people of Syria electing their leader. Because I don't think you're going to get uh, what you. What we what we get in the West here? I don't think their leader or what they're what they're going to choose is going to be our version of a good leader. <laughs> it's but it's not our brother. Yeah, but, something but like we've that. We've got a nation. I mean, we've got a nation to build up, and, and Syria is not part of that agenda. You know, that's not right. Look, not look, sound, look at not Egypt. Sound, what happened to Egypt? Yeah, look, when they got democracy, they elected hateful, uh, listen, Mohammed Morsi. Right. Hey, Josh. Josh, I want to Josh, I want to ask you something. I want to touch on something real quick. So Russia, Russia put out a statement today saying they are they are pissed at the U.S. They do not basically Putin and his administration. They don't want to be friends after this whole incident. Basically, Syria, Russia is denying uh, the chemical attacks, um, and we have all this denial. We have nobody taking. We have nobody really taking responsibility. They blamed Israel at one point, which I thought was ridiculous. Right. Um, so, so you have all these. And then you got John McCain. Being a war monster. What about John McCain? Well, he's I mean, just, he, he jumps he, in every time. You know, I know he's yeah. a warmonger. Got to be careful when people like John McCain coming out and start, you know, hey, 
war, war, war. You know, like like Josh said, I I don't want a nation yeah. build anymore. I want us to get out of the Middle East. I want us to weaken Iran and start looking at building up and strengthening our nation, our borders, our military. Exactly. Our our fight should be against you know the Sierra Club. Our fight should be against these environmental groups that have been stopping for 30, 35 years the exploration of uh, of oil and refineries right here in America. Let's get off of foreign oil. Let's not have any influence or Bingo. dependency, shall we Bingo. say, uh, in Saudi Arabia and other areas in the Middle East. Love and if they want to go out and exactly. kill themselves, let them kill themselves. Let's build up our own country here so that we can Thank dictate you. what we need. And, uh, you know, Thank eventually you. we'd like to get off of, you know, oil and everything else, but we can't do it at the barrel of a gun. And what's happened is that the hardcore leftists in this country, the environmental wackos, you know, the uh, Earth Liberation Front movements and all these psychopaths that tie themselves to trees and whatnot, (laughs) these are the people that we need to be fighting against. And to be quite honest, let's talk real quick about sanctuary cities. I suggest that President Trump uh, tells – you know, the uh, his departments to go out there and arrest these leaders, arrest Jerry Brown, arrest these mayors. If you're not going to abide by immigration law, he ought to direct Homeland Security and ICE officials to literally round up these people and arrest them. And then I would have press conferences about it, and I would talk about it on all the news and say, look, if you're not going to abide by federal immigration law, you will be arrested and charged with sedition. We need to take it to that level. Yes. Let that I love on the media Josh, seven days a week. Jeff Sessions. Josh, I want to ask your opinion, Josh, about, um, you know, this sort this real quick about this raid today in the FBI office. I mean, the, the whole, the whole thought of Mueller getting in Trump's personal life. I mean, don't you think this is ridiculous, Josh? I do, and I've said for a, the longest time, Mueller is a dirty cop. He's a scumbag, he is. and Trump Trump should have gotten rid of him a long time ago. It would have been very yep. easy to do. All he would have had yep. to do is tell the American people, You're I've decided fired. to fire Robert Mueller based on former FBI director, who I also recently fired, James Comey's testimony to the Senate Judiciary Committee yep. in which he was which he stated three times that I am not under federal investigation. So because of that fact that I am not under federal investigation, why waste taxpayer dollars over something this, you know, minuscule? So I decided to fire him as well. He could have done that, or if he didn't have the balls to do that, he could have appointed a special prosecutor to look into Mueller's investigation and then do five simultaneous investigations at the exact same time. You look into Tarmac Gate. You look into obstruction of justice by Loretta Lynch. You look at leaking by James Comey. You look at Hillary Clinton's emails. You look at Uranium One. You look at uh, uh, Fusion GPS. And you look at Barack Obama's spying. And you open up all of those simultaneous investigations at the exact same time, you don't have to fire Mueller then because he'll be scrambling to find his own ass to hide because he will literally be getting hit 
on six or seven different, you know, investigations, and it would have drowned out the Mueller investigation, and the focus yeah. would have been where the focus should always be on the crimes committed yeah. by Hillary Clinton, James Comey, Loretta Lynch, yeah. Susan Rice, and the rest of the criminals from the last eight years. Yes, absolutely. Well said, man. Bravo. Well yep. said. Well said. Mm. But listen, guys, I got to get going because uh, I'm getting ready for uh, putting together this week's show. I'm going to be interviewing tomorrow the fiancé and widow of Christopher Stevens. Um, oh, wow. It very, very should be powerful. a very interesting uh, interview, very powerful interview. She just uh, wrote a book here recently, and uh, her publicist reached out to me. So uh, I'm going to have about a 20, 30-minute interview that I will more than likely air this Friday, so look for it. Uh, it may be on Amazon TV as well, uh, if I can get it in time. Um, but, uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be working on this week's show tonight. And, uh, you know, hey, if you want me to do some of these, you know, 9 o'clock or so, 15, 20-minute deals, uh, I can do that, you know, a couple times a week. It's not a big deal. Perfect, man. We love Thanks having you call in. in. You, you have all this great insight. You know, you you have a long history in the business, and uh, it's always a pleasure, man, when you call in. Thank you. And, uh, sure, no problem. Promote anything you want to say. Yeah, just want to say a couple things. Plug. Yeah. Number one, uh, I'm the national spokesman for AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Uh, we're the conservative alternative to AARP. So uh, if you are looking for a conservative organization for seniors 50 years of age and older that has all the same types of products and services as AARP, then the answer is AMAC.us. If you call toll-free, 888-262-2006. Again, 888-262-2006. Tell them that you heard Josh Bernstein on the Rory Souter Show. We'll give you a free membership, absolutely free, no charge. You don't have to purchase or buy anything. Even if you have AARP and you want to try something different, Call 888-262-2006. Mention my name, and you'll get a free membership for one year on me. Again, it's amac.us. And if you want to learn more about me, you can download my TV show on your Android or iPhone. Just put in Josh Bernstein in the App Store or Play Store. You can also find me on Amazon TV and Roku Television, as well as all over social media as well. Always Amazing. a pleasure, man. You, awesome. you are the great... You are the greatest, Josh. Uh, have a great night, man, and uh, much love, man. Cheers. All right. Thank you. My pleasure. We'll talk soon. Later. All right, man. Take care. Bye. Take care. So we got somebody on the line right now, a 619 area code. Who am I speaking with? Uh, how's it going, guys? This is Robert from out here in Wisconsin calling you guys back. Hey, Robert. What's going on, buddy? How are you this evening? Oh, not bad, not bad. So I was listening to y'all's show and everything. As always, you guys are right on the money. Uh, so I yep. just there was a couple things I wanted to point out. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. When you guys were talking about uh, taking out Assad, I, I completely agree with with President Trump on that. That Assad is an animal. One of the problems that we got that we got to take into account though is, and and this kind of requires to go back a little bit farther in history. Uh, yep. You know, we 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 placed uh, 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 Osama bin Laden into power, and we assisted with uh, uh, Saddam Hussein taking power in Iraq. And I I think you're absolutely right. I I think what we need to do is we need to pull out of there, 
and and being a, a OIFOES veteran, uh, disabled vet, you know, I I, I was over there and everything. Uh, God bless you, sir. Thank you for your service, sir. Yeah, thank, thank you for your service. Thank you, thank you. But I, I I think the time has come that we need to pull out and just let them take care of their own business. You know. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Not our business. Amen. It's it's Amen. not our business, and 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 all we've done is just wasted our money, and and right. our, our troops, people getting killed, our lives. innocent lives. And and what are we getting out of it? Not a darn thing. Nothing. So and, I, and I, I think it's time that we yeah. pull out. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I uh, we do have other topics to get to, Adam. So I don't want to spend too much time more time on this. But you're we're at yeah. Right. I mean, I agree. I mean, we we need to let them kind of deal with their own issue. I mean. We can't be responsible for everybody. I mean, you know, I, I, I strongly believe that, you know, the, the lesser of globalism, the better. I mean, no globalism, period, is, is we need right. nationalism. I mean, we need to focus on our country. Sure, we can, we can help certain countries if, if they're going to pay their way. Just like Trump said, we can't do stuff for free. People got to pay their way. Exactly. People got to pay their fair share. People got to pay. It's just like buying a product or doing business with somebody. Nothing's free in life. I mean, that's how it is. Exactly. You're 100% and, on the money. You know, it, it, it kind of boils back to, uh, I mean, if you take into account, and this is something I, I've always, I've always hated, was, uh, you know, yeah. you take into account World War II. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, our, our response to, to them coming over and bombing Pearl Harbor you know, yeah. is us dropping the uh, the bombs on Nagasaki and Hiroshima, which forced yeah. them to the uh, to the bargaining table to surrender to us. Now, what now now what pisses me off about that whole thing is that after they surrendered to us, we ended up paying war tribunes and and and, and stuff back to them to help them rebuild their cities. I've been to both those places in Japan. Those places yeah. are immaculate. If you compare them to some place like, say, oh, I don't know, yep. San Francisco, where supposedly Minnesota. everything is is run down the hill. But um, but no, you're absolutely right. But I do I do need to move topics. You can stay on the line. Absolutely. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> but what I mean, I want what I want to talk to everybody about, and I know this pisses everybody off. What I'm about to say in terms of the topic and the fe- the feminism and the uh, the Me Too movement, you know, uh-huh. Tony. Ro- Wait, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying. Uh. <laughs> Is that Zolo, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I mean, here's my thing with that whole movement. I mean, Tony Robbins came out the other day and. You know, said it's a crock of shit, which he's right. It is a crock of shit. And now he's right. apologizing because it, the lib- it backfired, off, backfired on him from all the liberals giving him shit for it. But here's the thing. What bothers me about the Me Too movement, any woman is not – they're, they're feminists. Every Me Too movement fool is a feminist. Any woman that yeah. has to advertise, advertise and, you know, get validation for her personal life, has problems. They need therapy. Like this is an issue that I see every day on social media. Feminism, 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 feminism. Hey, women. Hey, I mean, what what rights do these women not have? I mean, I mean, they have every right we have. I mean, this is America. What the hell are they yeah. complaining about? It's all about entitlement. Yeah. It's about 
basically anti-men taking control, having power. And it's, they're they're disgusting animals. They're filthy pigs. Yeah. All they care about. You know, I, feminists, feminists only I, care I don't know about if you guys abortion. Watched. Oh, go. Feminists only care about abortion, transgender and gender equality, and um, they want to make it same as a man but not work as much. That's all they care about. That's it. That's your that's you know three things. You know, I, I think it's kind of interesting. I, I don't know if you guys have been watching the that In the Boston Marathon, they're now going to allow men who identify as women to race against women in the Boston Marathon. Yes. Oh it's like that college it's like that college guy who identifies as a girl wiping out the wrestling <laughs> tournament. It's, it's so unfair. Yeah, you're I, all of it's you know, you know, I, I I I just don't get it. I I don't I don't know if you guys are paying attention to the uh to the news lately, but uh uh I do a lot of, of uh Twitter and stuff like that and watch the news constantly and uh you guys know about that backpage.com that got taken down? Yeah, well, was I was going to talk women. about that. That was one of my headlines tonight. I was going to get to that in a second. But they basically raided yeah, the a... entire house, sex trafficking, prostitution, you name it. And it was actually in, in Sedona where they raided the guy's house, one of the co-founders. Right. And it's totally closed well, down. Cra- it's ridiculous. Here's the crazy thing about it. There was actually a woman's, and I can't remember the name of the organization. I think it's like women's. Uh, march or, or women's rights march or something like that. Anyway, no, it was this, the this organization march. for these for these women, and they were actually going against the FBI. They're, they were sitting there complaining because it it, it actually uh, uh, it, how did they word it? It says something about it. It, it takes away from uh, basically the prostitution the right for women to have safe sex. They said to make money. The women's yeah. rights issue. It was incredible. I saw that. I saw that tweet. That was disgusting. Yeah, and this is the same party who's out there advertising feminism and, 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 and you know, women, women are looking at sexual objects and we're tired of this and blah, blah, blah. And then they turn around and do the same they, – they say the same thing. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, it, it's, it, it's such a jaded – It's a j- feminism is a jaded ideology, and it's, it's just it's, – it's delusional. It's beyond delusional. They're it's sickening. They're hey, I want to play a quick – it is. It is absolutely. I want to play a quick clip, and I want to get everybody's reaction. I don't know. I don't know if all of my audience has heard this clip, but I'm sure. I know. I know. Probably James has, and a couple other people. But I just want to play this, and I want to see what you guys think. Just hold on a second. Uh, three six. Good afternoon. My name is Larry Sinclair. In regards to the Obama incident. I flew out of Colorado Springs, Colorado to Chicago on November 2nd, 1999, arriving in O'Hare early in the morning of November 3rd. I went to the Chicago area to attend the graduation of my godson, my best friend's son, from basic training from the Great Lakes Navy Training Facility. I made reservations at the Comfort Inn and Suites in Gurney, Illinois, based solely on the location to the training center. On November 5th, 1999, I hired the services of Five Star Limousine. Excuse me. I had hired them both for November 5th and November 6th of 1999. On November 6, 1999, I asked the limo driver, whose name I now reveal for the first time, Jagir Paramit Mutani, 
if he knew anyone who would like to socialize and show me Chicago. Mr. Mutani understood that I was looking for someone who knew Chicago and would enjoy socializing. Mr. Mutani said he knew someone who was a friend of his. On November 6, 1999, after picking me up at the hotel in Gurney, and this is significant, Mr. Mutani used his cell phone to make a call. That call was made to then Illinois State Senator Barack Obama to set up an introduction between myself and Senator Obama. Upon arriving at the bar and exiting the limo, Senator Obama was standing next to Mr. Mutani, and I was introduced to Senator Obama by name. Later that evening in a bar, which I believe was called Alibis, and I state believe because I have failed so far to get Citigroup to provide the credit card receipts that has the actual name. <clears throat> I mentioned I could use a line or two to wake up. Senator Obama asked me if I was referring to Coke, and I stated I was. After stating I was, Obama stated he could purchase cocaine for me and then made a telephone call. This too is significant from a cell phone to a presently unknown individual during which Senator Obama arranged the cocaine purchase. Senator Obama and I then departed the bar in my limousine and proceeded to an unknown location where Senator Obama exited the limousine with $250, which was provided to him by me. Returned a short while later with an eight ball of cocaine, which he gave to me. I did ingest a couple of lines of cocaine, and shortly thereafter, Senator Obama produced a glass cylinder pipe and packet of crack cocaine from his pocket. Obama then smoked the crack cocaine. I performed fellatio on Senator Obama in the limousine during the time Senator Obama was smoking crack cocaine, after which I had the driver take me to my hotel, the Comfort Suites, Gurney, Illinois. The following day, November 7, 1999, Senator Obama appeared at my hotel room unannounced, uninvited, where we again ingested cocaine and I again performed fellatio on Senator Obama. Significantly, both the driver's telephone call to Senator Obama and his call to the drug dealer should appear on the driver's and Senator Obama's cell phone billing statements. In the fall of 2007, September 2007, I contacted the presidential campaign of Barack Obama to request solely that Senator Obama publicly correct his stated drug use record to, flex, <coughs> excuse me, to reflect his use of crack cocaine with me in November of 1999. When I made the first contact, I left with the presidential campaign of Senator Obama a telephone number for the campaign to return my call. The first number I provided... All right, all right, you get it, but I mean, did anybody oh. ever... <laughs> I mean, you never, you've never, I made this point the other, I just talked about this on social media the other day. You've never seen any women come out and say they had sex with Obama. You only saw multiple men come out, and every other president, it's always women that come out with stories. So this kind of makes me wonder. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's not a homosexual. I mean, Michelle Obama does have the arms of a linebacker, though. So I don't, I don't, you know, there's a lot of weird things, a lot of weird things going on here, man. Well, there's some college, there's some college, there's some college kids that claim that he was a, a gay, uh, a pretty much a co-pustler in, uh, in college, so. But no, you but know that, that whole thing is, is interesting because, because if I'm not mistaken, isn't he supposed to be Muslim? And Muslim in the in the Muslim faith, they're like totally against homo uh, homos. 
Homosexuality, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's a traitor. I, I didn't pull Muslim. Yep. Yep. No, but my point is simple. Why does Stormy Daniels matter 12 years before Obama, uh, Trump ran for president, but this guy, 10 years, 10 years before Obama ran for president, it doesn't matter? Because it's all bullshit. That's why it only matters because yep. Trump is the president and Obama was on the same side as the whole corrupted government. That's why. That's why. It exactly. And, yep. and here, you know, here, here's another. Here's the thing I wanna I wanna mention. Uh, this is something I really want to get you guys, and this is great. Um, so, you guys are gonna love this. So Sean, so Sean Hannity, and okay, so. Jimmy Kimmel is in one of the worst declines of his TV career. I mean, it's the, it's the absolute worst. Sean Hannity, old game shows, and Snooki earned more viewers than Jimmy Kimmel. Literally, I'm not even yep. kidding. And this was according to a study. Jimmy Kimmel has it, it's like, like barely over 2 million viewers. And every other late night show host, is way, I mean, is significantly higher. So you have Jimmy Kimmel trying to make fun of Hannity when Hannity, old game shows, and Snooki combined are beating Jimmy Kimmel in ratings. Funny, really yep. funny. You know what's even you got funnier the, about that? Now you got the petition, real quick, one more thing. Now you got the petition, oh, go 150,000 signatures uh, that want to boycott Jimmy Kimmel for making fun of Melania's accent, Melania Trump's accent. You know, that's what. That's exactly what I was going to bring up was that uh, was that they, they started it, or Sean Hannity kind of mentioned it. Don't know who started it. It ended up going around all over on Twitter, and I actually got into an argument with some with some leftist liberals on there because, uh, you know, in, in that petition, it stated it had like roughly a week, roughly, to get uh, like 4,000 signatures, and it hit over 150,000 signatures. So I think what, yeah. what you're starting to see is you're starting to see a silent majority. That's you know, let's be honest. That's what what won Trump the election was a silent majority. That's right. You know, oh absolutely. yeah. You, you look at you, you look at the, you look at the numbers for uh you know the, the the left is losing their mind right now because Roseanne Barr's show is just you know skyrocketed through the roof. You know, Trump's I, I, I think, rating at fifty one percent. I I think there's oh, yeah. there's some truth in the fact that maybe Trump did win the win the majority, and there's a lot of people that you know they ain't going to come out and say it, but. They voted for him because, you know, it, let's face it. You know, if you if you're talking to a liberal and you say, "Oh, I'm a Republican," the first thing they do is they're gonna they're gonna, "Oh, you're Islamophobe, you're homophobe, blah 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 blah." Homophobe, you're racist, you're racist. You have all that shit. They say all the stupid shit. Yep. You know, it's so, ridiculous, and it, I don't know it has no merit when they say that. And I do real quick. I do I do need to move topics with a few minutes left. I want to talk about something very important that occurred over the weekend. Obviously, obviously, you guys all know little Saudi Khan, the London mayor, the little guy, the the Muslim terrorist. <laughs> and he's as evil. He's as evil as they get. This little Saudi, little Saudi Khani man. Um, but here's the thing about this guy. He's now banning knives. Anybody carrying a knife, knife will be arrested and prosecuted. Knife ban. Now, this is what the Democrats are going to run with. This is how stupid the Democrats will be uh, here in America. They'll run with that, just like gun control. Yep. Yeah. Insane. Oh, it's no question. This is what this is what they do. Look, this is what they do. I'm surprised. 
because Europe, Europe, most of the Islamic savage thugs that kill people run them over with vans. So I'm surprised they haven't done a van ban yet. That that should be coming. And when? And when, but London, and when, but when have criminals ever? When have criminals ever obeyed the law? Never. They're going to still going to get their knives. They're still going to get their guns. They're going to get anything they want. They, they plan something. Well, they're going to do it. That's what they are. They're yep. criminals. That's why they're criminals. They don't follow laws. They do what they want. But uh, it's yeah. funny because, I mean, a knife ban or knife regulations. What are we talking about? Are we talking about machetes? Are we talking about knives that I use to cut steak no, they're at home? they're talking about pocket knives. They're talking about not, pocket I mean, knives and steak knives and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. Europe I is think I think they're talking about all knives. I really do. Yeah. Europe is gone. Europe is gone. It's a lost cause. They have way too many Muslims. They lost. They they they're lost. They're gone. And they're again, gone. They, they've again by design. Many. By design. Yep. Remember we talked they've about the refugee, the bogus refugee crisis that Obama created. Uh, Angela Merkel was the first one to open her arms up and say, "Bring him in." She sold. She's she's a NWO puppet. She's a New World Order puppet, yep. just like Justin Trudeau yep. did. Welcome, welcome. Yep. They know it. it's all by design, you guys. I mean, there's so yeah, many yeah. Muslims there. There's so many Muslims there now that the police don't even yeah. go to certain yeah. areas. I mean, I mean, Zola. they have the Muslims Zola. have. Yeah. We have about three minutes left. He has about. We have, I need to. I need to continue on a couple topics, so I need to move on real quick. Um, but I do want to say, you know, the there's a new announcement that came out over the weekend as well. That's huge. Um, the founder of Black Entertainment Television came out and praised Trump and said he's the best thing to ever happen to Black America, which is huge. I mean, that's a huge announcement. Um, oh yeah. You know, obviously that that's big. That's big. Just to let you guys know we have two and a half minutes left, so I'm keeping you guys on. But um, that that's another huge announcement. Obviously, I mean that's something that has big balls, especially when you own something that is, is a liberal uh, network. Like we said before, everyone's waking up. Black yeah. entertainment Hispanics, television. I mean, that's Hispanics amazing. are waking up. Blacks are waking up. Everyone's waking up. That's so true. Look, and now, look at, uh, and now there's going to be, for example. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, another thing I wanted to, to mention real quick: we have now 82, 82 assaults on border guards in just February alone. So what they're going to do wow. is the Trump administration announced. They'll send as many border guards down there now as, as as much as it takes to keep everybody safe because we cannot afford to be, keep losing innocent lives, especially these people at the border that are protecting us, these border guards. Right. I yeah, mean, this is an invasion. It is. What Trump needs it to really do is, is, yeah, he needs to sign a memorandum, uh, uh, the EO, whatever it's got to be, stating that the border is now a national security issue. And and then it everything is. could go towards her. The allocations of things, the wall yep. will be built. And I think yep. he's going to do it. I think he's going to do it. Yep. Yep. You and here, here's another here, real. We have about a minute left. Last thing I want to announce, and I want you guys just to think about this: how ridiculous it is. There is a study now that um, women of all races get shorter prison sentences than white men. <laughs> ridiculous. What the hell? Yeah, all prisons. Hey, 
Where's my white privilege when that. I break the law? <laughs> Where's that my white privilege, damn it? Crime, Where's my white privilege, man? Should... Yeah. Wow. The punishment should be a crime regardless of sex, race, or religion. This Trump movement is amazing, and everything is going to backfire. You watch. All right, you guys. I got, I got, you guys, I got 30. You guys, you got 30 seconds. I'm going to be back on tomorrow. We got special guests on tomorrow. We have a huge show tomorrow. Everybody will be back on. Um, but, you guys, anything you want to announce, feel free. No, thank you for having me. Vote for the 2018. Great Alrighty. show, Bye, you guys. Good show, Roy. That was a great experience great show, for me. Thank everybody. you. Hey, good, night, good job, everybody. Mike. I'll talk to you guys. We'll talk good to you night, soon. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Well, everybody, we had a great show. We had a lot uh, that got addressed, a lot that was taken care of fun stuff. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to the Rory Sodder Show. I hope you all have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Much love. Cheers.